For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's going on, everybody? You people are listening to Topic Thunder. Chats, um, and I'm here to break down uh, the game that just happened between the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Houston Rockets. Now, going into this game, uh, we knew that Russell Westbrook was not going to be able to play. He still is day to day on his ankle. He was ruled out before the game. He was in street clothes the entire time. But I will say, yeah, he was up. He was moving around. He was jumping up and down in excitement. Um, he was really moving with relative ease, so I, I think that bodes well for things to come as far as Russ's ankle goes, which is really good considering um, how nervous we all were when that happened a few nights ago. But um, enough about Russ, because he didn't play in this game. Um, the Thunder were actually able to walk away victorious 98-80 to against the Houston Rockets, and myself and a lot of other people included if I would have told you that Russell Westbrook was not going to play in this game that the Houston Rockets would have Chris Paul, James Harden, Clint Capella, PJ Tucker, ETC then you probably say the Rockets were going to win this but much to our surprise and our delight the Thunder were able to not only walk away victorious but to do so in convincing fashion. Um, you know, we talk a lot about how um, the Rockets had this amazing offense last year. And for the Thunder to be able to hold that offense to 80 points is really something. And um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and start with the Houston Rockets. Uh, they were led with, by James Harden, who had 19 points on 7-19 shooting, 4-12 from deep. Really kind of struggled shooting the ball, which... Uh, was awesome for us he had five turnovers alongside chris paul who also had five turnovers um he had eight rebounds and five assists and three steals um he also had a block on our little man dennis streeter but the thunder did a really good job of keeping hard in check um kind of just sticking on him um making sure that you know, his points weren't easy um, and I thought specifically Terrence Ferguson did a great job, but more on him later. Uh, Chris Paul also struggled 4 of 11 from the field, 0 of 4 from deep. As I mentioned, he had five turnovers, but he also had five steals and six steals. Er, er, five assists and six steals, I apologize. Um, but he only finished with 10 points, and the Rockets really needed him tonight, and he just did not show up. Um, after that, you got Clint Capella. He had 17 points, seven rebounds, only one block, which... Uh, kind of impressive on the Thunder's point for Capella to only have one block, and I'll touch on that here in a little bit. 
And of course, PJ Tucker, he had 13 points. I believe mo I believe all of these were in the first half. Um, I think the majority was in the second quarter. But he did not score again. He shot four or six, three or five from deep. Uh, was really stroking that three ball. So it was good to see us be able to put a handle on that. Other than that, I mean, James Ennis, Gerald Green both had eight. And then you got Gary Clark, who I didn't even know existed. Oh, I'm sorry, James Dennis had six. Gary Clark, who I didn't know existed, had three points. Marquise Chris had two. And uh, somebody else for the Rockets had two points. We'll talk about that here in a second as well. Um, but let's get into the Thunder, man. Um, one thing that was apparent in the Cleveland game um, last night is the Thunder's offense really lacking identity when Russell's not out there. You know, Schroeder showed out. Schroeder had a great game last night, and he played well tonight. He had 14 points. Uh, six rebounds, five assists, and a steal. He also had six turnovers, so needing to clean that up. But he played really good defense. Shot 50% from the field. Um, missed all three of his three-point attempts, so that wasn't great. But he did make most of his free throws. He was a plus 22 for the game. Um, you know, he didn't have a single assist against the Cavs, so that five assists was impressive. Or not impressive, encouraging, I should say. But that six turnovers just tells me that he was probably forcing the pass a little bit. Um, also, he, uh, the 6 of 12, he had a few drives there to the rim. I know that Capella's only block, one of them was on Dennis Schroeder. Um, but I was really impressed with Schroeder's aggressiveness in this game. Um, as I said, you know, he shot three threes, but almost all of his other shots were right there at the rim. It didn't matter who was near him, um, and there was two maybe three separate occasions where he drove Capella to the rim and was able to use uh, what's the word special angles <laughs> um, to avoid his shot getting blocked by Clint Capella so I was really impressed by Dennis Schroeder in that aspect um, also you got Steven Adams and what was really important in this game is uh, early on Steven Adams picked up eight quick points like that because we ran pick and roll, we got mismatched on Steven Adams, I believe, three out of those four scoring um, possessions. James Harden was on Steven Adams, and Adams was just doing what he does, man. Like, <laughs> he was just killing in the post. He's one of, one of the best offensive post big men in the league right now. Um, of course, he, that, he wasn't done there. He had ten rebounds, um, six of which were offensive, keeping that ball alive. Had two steals, and the man had four assists. Steven Adams, more like Steven Jokic out there, am I right? No, I'm just kidding. But no, he had four assists. It was really impressive. Um, one of them was early in the game uh, after he scored six straight points. Or he scored four points, I'm sorry. And then Schroeder got a layup. Um, they double teamed him as he was backing down Harden. You know, Chris Paul came over to double team. Ferguson cut to the rim. Adams literally did a no look hook pass to Terrence Ferguson. For the wide open dunk so uh, it's really impressive to see that aspect of Stephen Adams game you know we've heard a lot about it we've seen glimpses here and there but four assists I, I'm not a hundred percent sure but I believe that's a career high for Stephen Adams and if so that's awesome um, and then also we got Paul George Paul George had 20 points for the game 11 rebounds six assists and six steals and Royce Young actually tweeted this. I can't take credit, but it's games like tonight where you 
where Paul George is probably considered the second best two-way get player in the game, behind Kawhi Leonard. Um, you know, offensively, like I said, he had 20 points and six assists. And defensively, he had the 11 rebounds and six steals. Paul George was all over the place tonight. Um, he was playing great defense on James Harden and Chris Paul in spurts. Um, he shot 7 of 21, 3 of 11 from deep, so it's not phenomenal. But in the second quarter when the Rockets were uh, – they actually took the lead at one point. Um, his scoring proved pivotal because he scored, I think, six or seven straight baskets um, to take in – to the halftime about 14 15 point lead so paul george was huge for us tonight um he he really had a breakout game he really stepped up in westbrook's absence and then also you got jeremy grant with 11 points six rebounds um two assists he hit one of three from deep um i thought jeremy grant looked good man uh, he finished a nice lob from dennis in traffic um getting the m1 on gerald green uh, he was aggressive around the rim all of his threes, I would say, none of them were forced. Like, Dennis, you know, I think he had one, maybe two, that he actually stepped into off of a spot-up opportunity. But one of them, he straight up was just dribble, 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 I'm going to shoot it, and it didn't work. All of Jeremy's were, I would say, off good shots. So, um, definitely wanted to keep shooting that. But what was encouraging is he shot 4-4 four four from the free throw line. So, that was great to see. Um... You know, we've talked about it. Jeremy Grant being inserted into the starting lineup uh, has done good for his game and Patrick Patterson's game. Um, Patterson only had three points and two rebounds tonight, but he was able to hit a three. He was able to space the floor, and he played solid defense um, throughout the night. Um, Patrick Patterson also teamed up with his Kentucky teammate, um, I guess more Kentucky Allen teammates. They didn't play together, but you get the point. There was no L, man. There was no L. Only had two points off the bench, uh, five rebounds, but he had three blocks, making his presence known. And then one block, uh, he was, he actually blocked Carmelo Anthony. And if you watch the replay, he literally gives Patrick Patterson a high five midair before making contact with the ball on Carmelo Anthony. So I really enjoyed that. I tweeted about it. Some people liked it, and then some people just kept scrolling because I'm an idiot. But I thought it was hilarious. Um, I thought it was poetic justice, and I said my life is complete. Um, also off the bench, Hamdu Diallo, uh, he played 12 minutes. He had five points, just being aggressive, going to the rim. Uh, he did shoot a corner three in which he missed uh, kind of badly. <laughs> so didn't love that, but his energy is still there. He had four rebounds, two of which were offensive, keeping it alive. And that five points was uh, was impressive. He was a negative 15 for the game, which was a team low. And part of that is because the time that he was in, he was guarding a Chris Paul. He's a guarding to James Harden. And those guys just outcrafted him, basically. And that's going to happen. You know, as awesome as Hami has been for us, he is a rookie. He is, I believe, 19, 20, something like that. You know, he's... He's still a really young player, and he's growing as the game goes on, as the season goes on, so you just got to be patient with him. Somebody I was a little disappointed with was Alex Brannis. Uh, he played 19 minutes, shot 0 with 3, 0 with 3 from deep as well. He did have four rebounds, which was encouraging for his position. Uh, one was offensive. He missed it and got the ball back immediately. He was able to reset the offense. 
<clears throat> showed his quick hands with a steal, um, but he was a negative eight on the bench. Um, his defense wasn't great. He got mashed up on Harden a couple of times, and it just wasn't working out. Um, if you look at the bench as a whole, nobody had a positive plus minus. They were all negative. But the highest plus minus was a negative one from Ray Felton. That's right, man. Ray Felton. This guy had 10 points and one assist. Um, I think it was Alex that made this point in the last pod. You know, the Thunder, they have a real identity on offense. Um, whenever Russell Westbrook's in, they're able to, uh, you know, push the floor in transition, and then in the, in the uh, half court, they're going to pick and roll with Westbrook, and they get their shots off of that. The second unit runs with Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder um, penetrates the rim, penetrates the glass, and also pushes the pace on offense. Ray Felton does not push the pace on offense, and I think, you know, the players that play with him, the Pattersons, the Noel, the Homies, the Alex Abrinas, I think they kind of get thrown off when they play with Ray Felton um, because they're so used to running and gunning, and Ray slows the ball down a lot. Um, and not only does he slow the ball down a lot, the guy looks for his shot all the time. Um, he shot 5-9, over 3 from deep. He missed all three of his three-point three attempts, so that wasn't great, but... He did have 10 points. He was able to make the ball go in the basket five times. And every single one of them, I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and eh, it worked. So I guess I can't really say much about it. Um, I will give a quick shout out um, because my boy Prime Nerlens on Twitter, he has a hilarious thread. I highly encourage you to go look at it. Basically, it's a McDonald's reward system for uh, how Ray Felton plays. <laughs> I'll just I'll I'll give you the gist of it. So for a three pointer, it's a Big Mac. For a made jumper, it's a McRib. Made free throw, it's a French fry. But if you miss a free throw, it's five apple slices. So that, that's just a little nugget. Uh, go go check out at Prime Nerlens if you want to see the rest. Uh, Got to plug my guy a little bit there. Um, but guys, I rambled on and on about you know the box score of this game. Uh, there there wasn't a lot to take of this game. It was it was kind of boring because with the exception of a small run in the second quarter, OKC had complete and utter control of this game. They ran away with it, despite shooting as a team um, 44%, 24.3% from the three-point line, and 70.8% from the free-throw line. Now, if I was to tell you before the game that would be OKC shooting splits and ask you if you if we won that game, you'd be like, no, actually, we we probably lose that game by double digits. But we were able to come out victorious, and a lot of that is because we out-rebounded Houston 52-39. Uh, to 39. Um, Actually pretty even on the offensive glass, <clears throat> but we was, uh, I mean, we was pretty even all the way down the categories. I mean, 18 to 16, our favors for assists, 11 to 10 for steals, 4 or 3 for blocks, 16 to 18 on turnovers, 19 points even on points off turnovers. So it was really an even game. What it came down to, though, is the rebounding. We created more opportunities for our team. We created more shots for our team. Um, what's wild is even though we was creating more shots for our team, we shot one shot less than Houston. We had 81 shots uh, attempted, and Houston had 82 shots attempted. Um, so even though we was able to create opportunities for ourselves, Houston had no problem just jacking them up. 
And uh, unlike last year, I'm not going to say most nights, unlike last year, the shots weren't falling, so they just looked like questionable shots. But, like I said, I've rambled on, on and on and on a little bit. It is time for the Academy Award for the Player of the Game. What does that mean? Do I get, do I get anything? Do I win? Do I get a bonus? <laughs> I'll be sick. No, it's just, I don't know. Seems dumb. It does. Carmelo Anthony. That's right, our favorite number seven, Stay Mello himself, the guy who is going to make the difference for the Houston Rockets, the guy who is supposed to come in and replace Trevor Ariza and Luca Carmbamute and make their team better. <laughs> the guy who refused to come off the bench for Oklahoma City. All right, <coughs> I'm done harping on it. Um, he played 20 minutes off the bench for Houston, one of 11. 0 of 6 from deep, and uh, he his plus minus was a negative 22, a team low negative 22. Um, <laughs> his one shot that he made, his one credited points, the two points that he's credited was actually off a nervous Noel goaltend. The guy didn't make a single shot in Oklahoma City. Actually tweeted, I thought it was funny. Um, it was encouraging to see that Carmelo still couldn't hit a shot in OKC. You know, ha-ha funny. Um, and the reason he's the player of the game is because, you know, he's still a black hole on defense. He's still a black hole on offense. And we got Dennis Schroeder back. Or didn't, wow, I said Dennis Schroeder. And we got Dennis Schroeder back in the deal. The Schrody. Dennis the Menace. Not the Shredder. We got him back for stay mellow. Calm, cool, collected. We're fine. We got this. Don't got to play defense. Want to shoot all these ISO shots? We got shooter back for him. So uh, here's to you, Melo. You are the player of the game. I don't know. Seems dumb. <laughs> it does. Psych. Nah, for real. Player of the game is Terrence Ferguson, man. Now, Terrence Ferguson was the subject of a lot of alignment early in the season. Uh, I, I was one of the guys who was saying, you know, bench him for homie. Uh, I knew it wasn't going to happen just because I know the Thunder, I know Billy, uh, and that's not how they do things. And wouldn't you know it, he's an NBA coach. I'm not. You guys are not. It was the right decision because he's really been coming into his own um, here as of late. Tonight he had 14 points, which I think, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a season high. Um, he shot 5 of 10 from deep, 4 of 9 from 3. He had 4 rebounds, really working to keep that ball alive. He also had a steal and a block in 30 minutes of action. Um, the guy is shooting with confidence. At one point, he was 4 of 6 from the 3-point line, and then he kind of threw up 3 heat checks. <laughs> his, his shooting splits could have been a whole lot better tonight. Um, but, you know, he was he was throwing up heat checks. And, you know, at that point, they were good shots. They were open. I don't feel as if they were forced. And we had a lead, so it wasn't detrimental to shoot those shots. Now, there was one in the corner where he <laughs> he got off a rebound and kind of did like a turnaround fadeaway that I was like, what the frick are you doing? And then it almost went in, so <laughs> I had to eat my words. But, like, like I said, you know, he didn't really force his shot. 
And on defense, you know, he was active. He was doing his job on rebounds. He was active. He was moving around. He was creating more opportunities. And he had a beautiful poster rejection on a Mr. Ian Hartenstein of the Houston Rockets. Hartenstein tried to go up on him. Terrence Ferguson met him at the rim, rejecting it. Been really impressed with Ferguson. I hope he keeps it up. Terrence Ferguson, congratulations, my man. You are the player of the game. All right, with that being said, it's time for my most impressive unit. We're supposed to be a unit. Um, for my most impressive unit, I am going to have to go with the starters, man. Dennis Schroeder, Terrence Ferguson, Paul George, Jamie Grant, Stephen Adams. I think they worked beautifully off each other. Stephen Adams setting screens for Schroeder. Schroeder driving to the lane, getting easy layups, or kicking it out to Jamie Grant for an open three. Jamie Grant being able to pump fake and drive into the lane, create, um, get fouled and hit free throws. Paul George doing what Paul George does, just wreaking havoc all over the floor on the offensive and defensive end. And Terrence Ferguson shooting the ball with more confidence than I've ever seen this guy have. You know, this, this unit was just the best for the Thunder. You know, a lot of times we say the bench was one of the best units for the Thunder because the change of pace they have, um, how they're always running, how they defend, how they're active, how they provide energy. You know, we always say that. But with Felton at the helm for the second unit and Schroeder starting with the starters, um, that energy and uh, that pace transitions to the starters and is taken away from the second unit almost entirely. Um, so yeah, uh, most impressive units got to be the starters. Um, all of which were a plus tonight. Uh, just let me read these plus minus to you. In order, Stephen Adams plus 22, Dennis Schroeder plus 22, Terrence Ferguson plus 24, Jeremy Grant plus 25, and Paul George a plus 35 on the night. Congratulations, you guys. You are my most impressive unit. Alright guys, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and do a quick forecast for the Dallas Mavericks game on Saturday. Um, I believe we're going to try our first weekly slash game recap pod on Saturday, so you'll be hearing from a lot of us at the same time. Um, but yeah, the Thunder are traveling to Dallas on Saturday to face off against the Mavericks. Obviously, the Mavericks are a fun team. they got some new faces. they got DeAndre Jordan on a free agent contract. They drafted Luka Doncic. Um, of course, we always have issue with the Mavericks for whatever reason. Uh, I guess it's just because we over or underestimate them. Dennis Smith Jr. is a baller down there. Um, he played Russell Westbrook really tight last year um, and kind of rivals Russell Westbrook uh, athletically. So that's going to be a fun matchup to watch if Westbrook's able to go. I'm, I'm kind of, I guess I'm kind of speaking prophetically, but I believe Russell Westbrook's going to play in the Dallas Mavericks game. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, um, when the MRI came out, he was listed as out for the Cavs, and then he was listed as day-to-day. So the day came today, and they decided not to push him out there for the Houston game. Turns out we didn't need him anyways. That's besides the point. But with another day of rest, going to Dallas... On a seven-game winning streak, I wouldn't be surprised to see Russ Westbrook be trotted out there and play against the Dallas Mavericks and hopefully lead us to an eighth consecutive victory. 
So guys, uh, that's all I got for today. Um, like I said, play again Saturday. Uh, you can check back with us then to hear our our next content. Um, I want you guys to follow us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder, where you can uh, catch up on all the polls. You can catch up on all the podcasts. Uh, also follow me on Twitter at Thunder Chats. Uh, you know, I, I tweet out all the polls, all the podcasts, I, fan interaction. It's, it's a good time. I'm gonna want you guys to look us up online at thundersintentions.com. Now it's thunderbasketball.com. Uh, check us out on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever it is you might get your podcasts. Go ahead and look us up, download our stuff, give us a five-star rating, and leave us a positive review. That'd be much obliged. We'd appreciate that very greatly. And uh, like I said, we'll be back Saturday. Hope you all have a great night. God bless. And as always, Thunder Rook. the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.